amazing. Yeah. Right. It's time for the July 12th, 2013 edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, an interpretive guide to current events broadcasting from the campus of the University of California at Irvine in the backyard of the Double Wide at KUCI 88.9 FM. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And Mahler, Mahler is uh, kind of jazzed because he visited his mom. Uh, Did he? Yeah, just uh, last cool. weekend. Well, yeah, it's been a while yeah. since Good I. For you. Yeah, it's been a while yeah. since he's been there. Yeah, yeah. Well, he loves his mom, don't you, Mahler? Yeah, yeah. He loves yeah, his he mommy. No, he does. Yeah. Well, he does, don't you, Mahler? Oh yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Ah, which brings us to a new study led by a researcher at the Stanford University School of Medicine, which shows that mammalian species. Hmm. That would be you and me, Uh-oh. and and other uh, hairy creatures, mm-hmm. can choose the sex of their offspring in order to beat the odds and produce extra grandchildren. Oh. Uh, apparently, this is mainly the women mm-hmm. who do this, and they don't know that they're doing it, mm-hmm. but they recognize uh, an order. Their bodies right. recognize an order. Apparently, right. mammals rely on some unknown physiologic mechanism to manipulate the sex ratios of their offspring as part of a highly adaptive evolutionary strategy. You know what a strategy is, I do. It's it's similar to strategy. This is one of the holy grails of modern evolutionary biology, finding the data which definitively show that when females choose the sex of their offspring, they are doing so strategically to produce more grandchildren. That, according to Joseph Gardner, the senior author of the study, the results applied across 198 different species. The process is believed to be largely controlled by females. As I say, Mother Nature is a mad scientist, isn't she? All right. Mad scientist. She's a. Oh, she I mean, likes I just, to keep things in order. Yeah. She's a tidy creature. She, you're right. Oh, I guess that's yeah. a better way to put it. Yes. Oh. President Evo Morales enacted the Law of Mother Earth last okay. week. Okay. And the integral development to live well. That's also uh, uh, one of his plans, the integral development to live well. I'm mm-hmm. sure that loses something in the translation. <laughs> sure it does. The law provides for the elimination of the concentration of land ownership or land or lordism and other components in the hands of landowners and companies and prohibits the introduction, production, use, and release of genetically modified seeds in his country. Hmm. Yeah? Well, Woo, somebody's the- trying to take... The initiative here. The most outstanding new rule also created the Public Defender System Climate Justice Fund, which provides the public lands should be distributed to mostly women and indigenous peoples and orders regulating foreign ownership and control of the property, access, and use of the components of uh, this place we call Mother Earth. So that's uh, Bolivia, yeah? It just sounds, you know what, It um, it sounds like a lefty thing in a way. Sounds like, and uh, and there those women think those women folk are involved again. Here we yep. go, trying to get them. You know, this sounds kind of crazy to me. It is crazy, Mike. We live in a crazy world. <laughs> a massive crack, yes, has split the Pine Island Glacier. Uh oh, which we will call Pig Pine Island Glacier, mm-hmm. not Puig, but Pig. It already sounds that's in Antarctica, it creating sounds- an iceberg the size of New York City. Oh, my God. Yeah. Such breaks in the ice shelf where the glacier extends off the land and floats above the water happen fairly regularly. Pig also, that's the Pine Island Glacier, 
also birthed icebergs in 2001 and 2007. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. this crack Mm -hmm. took longer than usual to spread, allowing the ice shelf to grow for longer and resulting in uh, a ginormous iceberg. God. Yeah. God help us. The size of New York. Uh Uh-huh. And you know... New York City. New York City. That's... I'm sorry. You're right. New York City. Um... It's not upper state, you know. It's not. Yeah, we're not talking Buffalo involved. Yet. No, no, no. But anyway, but it's still something to be. Um, but you know, don't that global warming thing is a hoax. So it's don't even, bold. It's, <laughs> it's bold. Well, that iceberg came from New York City. New York City. Nope. Buried under two miles of ice, a giant hidden lake in Antarctica. This is our little segment on, on Antarctica news. Mm-hmm. Because we often ignore Antarctica. Yeah. yeah. Not it's, today. It's the forgotten continent. A giant hidden lake in Antarctica is teeming with life. Oh. Yeah. Using ice samples from the frozen continent, researchers say they found DNA from more than 3,500 organisms that include everything from fungi to bacteria. Well, they didn't find, like, you know, chimpanzees in the lake or so anything. You, so, just a minute, so just to recap, they found some fun guys... Fun, fun guys and bacteria. And bacteria. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there you that go. Usually, the two go together, yeah. usually. Yeah. <laughs> we found much more complexity than anyone thought, said yeah. study author Scott Rogers of Bowling Green State University. Yeah. It really shows the tenacity of life and how organisms can survive in places where a couple dozen years ago we thought nothing could survive. The bounds of what is habitable and what is not is are changing. Yeah. So we're having a... You know, what we think used to be lifeless, is we now are discovering is full of it. I, I think, you know, it's that speaks to uh, the uh, reports that have been coming in from the Explorer that's on Mars, that they're finding lichens and all kinds of different yeah. forms of life on, on, uh, on Mars, which they would used to tell us was barren and without any life on it at all. So Barren? They're finding water. Water? Yeah. So, yep. So there you go. I agree. Water. Water. Water The Obama administration, meanwhile, while this is going on, is proceeding with military aid to Egypt. So I'm going to move to Egypt right now. One week after the ouster of President Mohamed Morsi. So we're still going ahead with aid there. Reuters reports the United States will send four F-16 fighter jets to Egypt next month as part of an annual aid package. An annual aid. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Here you go, four uh, fighters. Okay. It's your annual aid. Eight more F-16s are due later in the year. At the White House, Press Secretary, Press Secretary Jay Carney said the United States is still evaluating whether to brand Morsi's removal as a coup, <laughs> yeah. which would require the suspension of military aid. Yeah, it would require. That's a real touchy one for them. Well, people have to understand what the military is like in Egypt, too. It's not your normal military. They, they do business over there. Yeah. They own factories. They own like 40% of the land over there. That's right. This is, a, this is almost an a entire class of people, the military. It's not like uh, the way we think about our militaries. Right. They, they are a significant part. In fact, this whole leading up to the uh, removal of Morrissey, call it a coup if you want, uh, was, careful, uh, was dictated by that Supreme Council, which is made up predominantly of yeah. military people. That's the Supreme Council in Egypt seems to have authority over the president and prime minister and all the rest of it. Well, even if it is a coup, we have no problem in changing the meaning of words here. Right. Yeah, so right. It is a coup, and we, well, we don't want to call it a coup because yeah. we're under uh, some sort of legal obligation to withhold military aid, so we won't call it a coup. Yeah. It is a coup. 
done with Egypt. Okay. On to Russia and China. Well, just real quick. Okay, I mean, the, the more I do think whether this is what? given uh, the <clears throat> excuse me, given the um, the opposition, the the Muslim Brotherhood, the people who were supporting Morsi before, it's given them some legitimacy when the Egyptian police uh, killed 42 of their protesters, yeah. which has given a tremendous amount of gravitas to the fact. And it is a fact. He was elected one year ago. It gives some art weight to the argument. One year later, he's been removed by this military junta of sorts. Uh-huh. Um, and that's going to continue to resonate throughout Egypt. And even yeah. if people are opposed to Morrissey, they may, in fact, be opposed to the way that he was removed and how it went about. So it's 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 going to resonate for a while. And God knows there's going to be a lot more violence. So unfortunately, God knows. God knows. Russia and China begin joint naval exercises in the Sea of Japan on Friday, as that was last Friday, as Beijing's nonviolent territorial disputes with regional neighbors, especially Japan and the Philippines, remain unresolved. So we got Russia and China teaming up a bit here now. Mm. The operation is expected to include 11 Russian warships and seven Chinese vessels, including four destroyers, two guided missile frigates, a support ship in what Beijing has called its largest ever drill with a foreign foreign nation. Wow. Yeah. They're excited about it. The thing about China, I don't, maybe Chinese historians listening to this will differ, but I've never really got the impression that China. Maybe people who who know a lot more about this. Yeah, well, there's a lot of people out there. Yeah, they actually may know. But from from a cursory, from a distance, Chinese culture, uh, at least in the last century, uh, does not seem to be um, interested in, in conquest. Yeah, I mean, you may you argue that maybe about uh, the situation in Tibet, and it seemed to, but I mean, generally speaking, outside of what we have come to know as China today, they don't seem to have imperial ambition. Yeah. So um, I don't know how all this plays into their dispute with with the, the Philippines and Japan, but I don't have that sense they're going to try and invade the Philippines. Okay, yeah, just. Oh, relations between China and Japan, however, have been strained over the joint claim on a set of uninhabited islands in the East China Sea that border strategic shipping lanes, fishing grounds, and possibly rich oil deposits. Uh, Chinese didn't drive Oldsmobiles until recently either, so yeah, they can change. Yeah, yeah that, that's true. And, and as, as they gain more and more political power, they're going to want more and more yeah. stuff. A fire lasting nearly 36 hours broke out when a parked train carrying 73 cars filled with crude oil derailed and rolled into downtown Lac Magnet. That's easy for you to say. Quebec. (laughs) Oh, that's right. How many people died? There was a number. Megantic. Lac Magnet. Uh-huh. How many died? Lac Magnetic. Okay. Uh, 73 cars filled with crude oil. God. Forty buildings were destroyed. A third of the town's population was evacuated. At least 13 people died. Yeah. Astronomers, including a team from NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory in Pasadena, California, mm-hmm. had detected the first population of radio bursts known to originate from galaxies beyond our own Milky Way. Now, this doesn't mean that someone's out there with a ham radio. I knew oh, mm-hmm. you were making the big eyes there, like maybe we finally found them. Mm-hmm. The sources of the light burst are unknown, but cataclysmic events such as merging or exploding stars are likely the triggers. Okay. So that sort of thing. A radio burst is a quick surge of light from a point on the sky. Yeah. 
So it's the first time we've we've picked up anything like this outside our own Milky Way, That's, which is interesting. Yeah, and yeah. and we're just getting better and better about finding that stuff yeah. too. I'm sure, it's been happening. And it could be. It could be a, a radio station. Could be, Who knows? It could be KUCI on right. some other yeah. some other. They might be parallel broadcasting either. their version of Johnny B. Good oh. toward us. Yeah, oh. there you go. Kathleen Taylor, a neurologist at Oxford University, said that recent developments suggest we will soon be able to treat religious fundamentalism. Mentalism. Mentalism. Fundamentalism. Mentalism. Mentalism, Fundamentalism and other radical beliefs potentially harmful to society as a form of mental illness. Now we're getting somewhere. I don't know about this, though, Mike. Who's who's deciding what is a mental illness? No, you're right. If they're expanding, they're broadening the spectrum of things they consider mentally ill behavior. You grew up. Believing in you know uh, yeah well what? the, the a, a bunny guy who bunny came back from the dead yeah, yeah. The, the 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 bunny rabbit had something to do with Jesus I believe yeah. that yeah that's something how I don't know but, that's crazy stuff Mike yeah it is yeah and yeah yeah imaginary <sighs> that had something friends. to do with a crucifixion I did yeah. but I and I grew up believing in a lot of imaginary friends yeah that's true. have you ever seen a rabbit on a uh, crucifix no I have not oh so that's I don't know I don't get it but would that make me crazy. It, Radicalizing ideologies may soon be viewed not as being a personal choice or free will, but as a category of mental disorder. New developments in neuroscience could make it possible to consider extremists as people with mental illness rather than criminals. Mm-hmm. So in a way, I guess that gets some of them off the hook. I'm we with you. I'm with you. That's George a bit Bush true. just mentally ill. Well, yeah. I, mean, I guess that's the way he was anyway, though. I mean, was that ever in doubt? Isn't it? Was isn't that it, ever in doubt? Yeah. Doesn't that veer into the into the realm of a uh, hundred years ago or one hundred and fifty years ago? People who considered uh, equal rights for all people, like African Americans, etc., yeah. to be radical, to be to be in the sort of a fringe of of, of social thought, yeah. wouldn't? And they were, and actually, in a sense, they were considered to be unbalanced in some manner by considered by many of the sort of the the uh, the mainstream people to be out, out of balance, right? That yeah. would have been considered a mental illness. Maybe if this were the standard we were using, that might be considered mentally ill to believe that uh, people of all races, colors, and creeds should be treated equally yeah. under the law. Absolutely. Well, I'm just, all right. I'm there, done with international never mind. stuff. Forget it. I'm done with just international stuff. Do you want some more international? No, I don't. No, no. not really. I, but we know. are going well, into a, what? Oh, you always do this. You always go, no, 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 no. Okay, I'm ready. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, hold on, hold on. Oh, you're such a uh, female. Y- hold on. Oh, maybe you're going to call this um, domestic, but the, apparently the administration is considering the removal of troops a little earlier than 2014. From? Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of troops. Kind of, kind of left out a big part of that story, yeah. yeah. But yeah, Afghanistan, which is, yeah, that's kind of a, a yeah, story. That's big. All right, that's it. That's it? That's all, because yeah. you have bullied me into now, you have bullied me, and I no longer want to continue talking about the foreign news. So there. And now it's time for a special segment called Uh-oh. Secret Stuff. There Here we go. Here is some information about agents of secret stuff. Uh huh. Nice. Yeah. You yeah, like that? Yeah. Who is she? Just uh, is she a friend. I think her name is uh, <laughs> Google. <laughs> 
Guardian journalist Glenn Greenwald's latest report shows national security agency spying has extended to all of Latin America. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't just them tapping into to Google. To Google and yeah. to the Europeans and all that. Now it's... The surveillance has gone far beyond issues of terrorism that we were saying, too. It's yeah. not just Google looking for terrorism. It's... No. Um, Looking for Venezuela's oil industry and Mexico's and Mexico's energy sector too. We're yeah. looking into stuff like that. Absolutely. That's the NSA, and well, we should. Now, see, okay, I'm going to go back to something I said last week, and this what? is this is kind of the nexus of it. That is, are we the United States government, uh -huh. our agents yeah. of of our best interest? Are yeah. they looking at this, or are the people who are now the private? companies who are two-thirds of the uh, intelligence budget and do most yeah. of the work now, are they the ones who are the real customers for this information? Well, they're benefiting from the they information. They are benefiting yeah, from but it. we are as a whole, if, if, you know, you're the one that drives 60 miles to work every day. Yeah. So you'd be interested in the uh, energy sector. Mm, I am. Or at least you have a vested interest. I have a vested in, interest yeah. in gasoline not costing $20 a gallon. Exactly. I, I, yeah. I, I, but at the same time, it, it's, it is the broader question, which is, are we, as the federal government, become basically a handmaiden to major industrial concerns? And are they the ones driving this interest in the Mexican energy sector and the Venezuelan oil? What do you industry? mean to come? Okay. So, so that's the, and, and that's the question that needs to be At addressed. At what point in our history has the federal government not been a handmaiden of the powers that be? I, I think there have been periods when it has not been. Been but less, it's, but, been less yeah, of a handmaiden, right. but not a, not a handmaiden at all. I think this is a whole – another level that is, is, is much more troubling than I would argue in the past. I, I think this is the most – Well, they, they have more technology, yeah. so they're using the technology they have. Right. Well, I'm sure that uh, they were spying in the, at the beginning of our country. On you know, yeah. on different organizations, on different countries that had were trying to take away our our rum trade, our sugar trade, our tobacco trade. Mm -hmm. Hey, mm -hmm. it's just that you know about it, but, and well, we get to talk about it. Well, we kind of know about it. Nobody's actually talking about it. Very few people are actually talking about it in the terms that you just described. And I think people in the, in the country – by the way, there was a poll that came out yesterday that, that showed that the American people are, are troubled by the NSA's ability to wiretap everything that we do and say. Well, the NASA, NASA's uh, wholesale gathering of U.S. phone records was enabled by previously unknown decision by the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act Court under the Patriot Act. Businesses can be forced to turn over customers' records if investigators can prove they're relevant to authorized investigation. Okay? But in a series of orders dating back to the mid-2000s, the court endorsed an expansion of the word relevant. Right. To mean an entire database of records on millions of people. <laughs> right. It means that yeah. anything... I mean, these are quotes, too. Yeah. I just didn't make that up. Yeah. Relevant means... Uh, Millions of people, if, if you happen to be in the database, well, you know, you're relevant. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not a specific, specific target. Also in secret stuff, mm -hmm. the Washington Post reports the uh, NSA's PRISM program, mining the services of major Internet companies like Google and Facebook, has run in parallel with a separate, separate operation called Upstream. 
We got Prism. Okay. We got Upstream. Right. Through Upstream, the NSA taps directly into the fiber optic cables that carry the vast majority of global internet traffic. So they're going right into the cable. They're doing this, though, uh, with uh, complete cooperation from the cable companies. Mm -hmm. The U.S. has ensured access by sending a group of federal officials dubbed Team Telecom. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Yeah, no, okay. To reach agreements with global telecom providers. Right. Oh. Okay. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that is good, huh? Yeah. That's so that we know a lot. We 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 know a lot. Yeah. I'm just gonna go, and I'm gonna go all crazy and radical on you. Okay. Uh-huh. Back in the 30s and 40s, when um, when we were talking about the rise of national socialism, which uh-huh. was essentially fascism, when Mussolini installed that form of government in in Italy. It was, by definition, uh, the nexus, the cooperation, and really the um, comp- compromising of the government by ma- private corporate interests. They took yeah. over the government and ran it, not as a democracy, but as an enterprise, as a, as a money-making enterprise. I don't know how far away we are from that at this point. If I mean I'm I know it's a bit of a a jump here, but I'm just I'm all I'm trying to do here is provoke a conversation among anyone who might be listening as to is this really what we want? Is this really what we're comfortable with? I mean, I don't know. I, I it just seems like it's prevalent now. It seems to be the norm. All right, farm boy. <laughs> what do you think, Mahler? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go out in the backyard with Mahler if that's the way you think. Jeez. What? <laughs> Just kidding. Google confirmed the National Security Agency furnished some of the code installed in its new Android phone. So, in other words, the NSA is is writing code for mm-hmm. Google. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. I, miss, I saw this. Saw the this NSA story. is writing code for Google, and it says the code is intended to enhance security against hackers and marketers, mm-hmm. but will not confirm whether it also aids the agency's PRISM program. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, also, the Electronic Privacy Information Center is filing an emergency petition to, uh, asking the U.S. government mm-hmm. and Supreme Court in particular to halt the National Security Agency's collection of millions of phone records. So they're trying to bring it into the Supreme Court. The group says their lawsuit is the first to directly challenge the authority of FISA's courts to authorize a collection of phone data under the Patriot Act. This stuff is getting, now, getting crazy here. No, no, just a second. So I want to make sure that the story you just talked about with, with Microsoft and the NSA is not the same thing you that mean I'm... Google and oh, the Google. NSA? Yeah. Do you, okay. Microsoft handed the NSA access to its encrypted messages. Yeah. They're, well, we're just finding out that, that the NSA has been in cahoots with a lot of the major yeah. service providers, yeah. and okay. and it just keeps going and going as to how much information they have been gathering yeah. and to who they've been collaborating okay. with. All right. Yeah. All right. Yep. Microsoft, Google, they're all in cahoots. <laughs> yes, they seem to be. Also, <laughs> a Russian state agency charged with protecting President Vladimir Putin and keeping Kremlin communications safe is reportedly turning to old-fashioned typewriters. 
to prevent leaks of top-secret documents. <laughs> well, you've been saying it go off the grid, right? Yeah. yeah. After scandals with the distribution of secret documents by WikiLeaks, the exposés of Edward Snowden, reports about Dmitry Medvedev being listened in on during his visit to the G20 summit in London, it has been decided to expand the practice of creating paper documents. The pro-Kremlin newspaper is Vestia, quoted a Federal Guard Service in Russia source as saying. So for the really top secret stuff now, yeah, they're, they're going to be typing. They're going to be typing it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's secret stuff. Oh, that's wow. That's yeah. so, so, so that, you know what that reminds me of is Brazil, the movie Brazil. We're looking into the future, but they're typing stuff. Yeah. It was kind of kind of uh, prescient. Uh, prescient <laughs> in its own way. Yes. And that's the end of our sort of our right. segment called good. Secret Stuff. Ooh, Ooh, yeah, yeah, you're listening to KUCI, 88.9 FM, Irvine, California, on the web at KUCI.org. And now it's time for Drones in the News. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good yeah. boy. Yeah, you brought that one in just you fine. You're such a good boy. In another milestone in robotic warfare, the Navy uh, landed a fighter-sized computer-guided drone on an aircraft carrier. Mm -hmm. Now, we talked about them doing this earlier. Yep. Uh, they were doing touch-and-goes, you know, yep. boop, on an aircraft carrier. Yep. Yep. But now they have the experimental X-47B uh, taking off from a, a naval air station at Patuxent River mm -hmm. in Maryland mm -hmm. and making its way aboard the USS George H.W. Bush. Of course. Landing right on it. <laughs> right in there. Yeah, off the coast of Virginia. <laughs> In May, the X-47B, the same uh, unit, mm -hmm. the same drone, one of two built by Northrop Grumman, also made history when it landed from the bush about 300 miles off the eastern shore. So there. That, we, we've made drone history well, this week. it is big news. And I'm sure these yeah. are big drones. Yeah. I'm sure so they're in large. Other words, we can go anywhere now. Right. Anywhere in the world right. and just have a drone parked off the coast and, and kind of check things out. Good stuff. We are good awesome. Good times. Yeah. Good times. Also, ongoing Federal Bureau of Investigation Director Robert Mueller is late in responding to Kentucky Republican Senator Rand Paul's inquiry about FBI surveillance drone use, prompting the top U.S. lawmaker, Rand Paul, to threaten to block the Senate confirmation of Mueller's replacement. And we'll get into coming. Yes, good. Okay. Coming a little bit later, but that's what's going on drone-wise. Yeah. Also, a drone aircraft out of Tyndale Air Base, Florida, mm -hmm. had to be destroyed, causing it to plunge into the Gulf of Mexico. Now, they said this was all safe and all well and good, and they shut down the highways around there. But just they had to blow a drone up because it was going to – It was going rogue. It was going down, going yeah. rogue. Yeah, yeah. okay. Just but was it – I wonder if it was a special kind of drone. Does that matter? That it like some fall into enemy hands kind of drone? No, no. It just so – They, they just blew went it. out of control. I, yeah, it, okay. it's a safety measure, uh, at least according to them. Okay. They want to destroy it over the Gulf. And probably there were reasons, but they didn't want a drone just floating out there. Mm -hmm. They wanted pieces of it floating out there. <laughs> also in drones in the news, the overwhelming majority of Americans are opposed to providing arms to rebels in Syria. Yet nearly half said they support the use of drones to attack Syrian government targets. This according to a uh, new national poll from Quinnipiac University. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Deep, 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 Not deep, too surprised. Deep, deep, deep. It's, it's the yeah. bloodless alternative. 
Also, many young cleaners in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, plans to begin using drone helicopters to deliver dry cleaning. This is good news. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They can only do a pound at a time right now and only one flight a day. Wow. Yeah. I guess you win to have, you know, you, you get a little ticket with your, you know, would you like, like at Trader Joe's, you know, with yeah. a little, if you bring your own bag. Yeah. You get a little ticket there, uh, a raffle, <sighs> so you can get your clothes delivered by drone. It does seem like maybe you just ought to walk there and get your clothes. <laughs> maybe so. Yeah, I don't know. Well, Yeah. Also, a PEI real estate agent has purchased a drone aircraft so he can provide clients with a bird's eye view of some of the large properties he has for sale, like the ones with the big backyard, you know, mm-hmm. not big backyards, but acres, acres, acres square of miles of right, land. Right. And this, I think, is a pretty decent way to, to mm-hmm. look at if you're buying a property for what? To rip down all the trees and, and, and rape the uh, environment. The environment. Yeah, it's you a, know. It's a great way to You want to know what yeah. you're getting into. Yeah. yeah, it costs the the helicopter itself costs a Michael Poczynik, Poczynik, Michael Poczynik, about seven hundred dollars and six hundred for the camera. So for an investment of about fourteen hundred dollars, he's upped his real estate uh, profit, and well, he can show clients land whenever they want. And really. it's the cool factor too. Yeah. I mean, cool. hey, you walk into his office and you order up a drone. You order a drone yeah, strike. Can I on see your... that property without leaving? Oh, sure you can. Wait a second. <laughs> Let me fire up the drone. Order up a drone strike on your ex. I mean, you yeah. know, there's all kinds of ways to. Yeah. Whatever you like to do. Whatever you like. What do we you do want? What do I have to do estate. to put you in this piece of property? What do I have to do? Okay, let's move on to James Comey because we said we're Comey. Yeah. Comey. That's how it's pronounced. Comey? Comey. Okay. At least that's what I heard people say. Really? So I'm just repeating their mistake. Okay. Confirmation hearings have begun for James Cummey, the former Bush administration official tapped by President Obama to head the Federal Bureau of Investigation. The Federal Police Force. Yeah. That's it. Bush and, and, uh, and Obama are yeah. on they... common ground in this. Cummey told the Senate Judiciary Committee he now sees waterboarding as a form of torture. He now sees it. Oh, well, geez. Even though yeah, uh, yeah. in 2005, yeah. uh, he authorized a Bush administration legal, legal memo justifying its use. Ah, he changed his mind. Huh. I changed my mind. I changed my mind. Comey said, or Cummey, that's right. Cummey said he signed off on waterboarding at the time against, after fighting against it and knowing he would soon be stepping down. Oh, he just said, what the heck? I'll give up all my uh, ethical grounds yeah. and yeah. just go ahead with you guys because what the heck, I'm not going to be here. Cummy also gave his backing to Obama's surveillance program, saying he believes it is under sufficient oversight as long as we have people like Snowden. Yeah, and, yeah. and him in yeah. charge. Cummy is well known for refusing to reauthorize the Bush administration's warrantless spy program while serving as acting attorney general, and that forced the Bush administration to make changes. Who knows what's going on there? And that's the thing. We still really don't know what he was objecting to. All yeah. we know is that uh, the White he House chief of mind. staff and I believe uh, Rumsfeld showed up showed up at Ashcroft's uh, hospital room. Yeah. Might not have been a Rumsfeld, but it was chief of staff, Andrew Card, shows up and says, hey, you need to sign this. And, and Ashcroft said, well, no, I'm not going to sign it. I'm... I uh, what is this? And he said, "No, I'm not going to sign it. This is a, against the violation of the Constitution." He, he looks at Comey, and Comey says, "I'm not going to sign it either." And so that's that's, that's his claim to fame. Says they didn't sign some order that we don't even uh, know what it was. Defense attorneys for Army whistleblower Bradley Manning rested their case after calling three witnesses after ten days. Uh, apparently, they uh, 
defense's final witness, Harvard Law Professor Yohai Benkler, mm -hmm. warned that finding Manning guilty of aiding the enemy for handing materials to WikiLeaks could lead to similar charges against any media outlets, outlet publishing online. Right. So, you know, you, you're opening up a crazy can of worms if right. you find this guy guilty of this. Yeah. And didn't, okay. And didn't he also say that none of the secrets released by Manning um, were of, of su significant value to add? Well, not, not the Harvard professor, okay. not the witness, but his okay. attorney, David Combs, revealed in court a key counterpoint to U.S. claims that Manning leaked helped al-Qaeda and Osama bin Laden. Right. According to Combs' previously undisclosed testimony, shows bin Laden asked his aides to seek the leak WikiLeaks material only after he saw the U.S. government openly describing WikiLeaks as a group helpful to U.S. foes. So in other words, had the government not said it was helping yeah. Obama, um, Osama bin Laden, then Osama bin Laden wouldn't have looked into it. Yeah, I, no. I yeah, I also heard someone else. I mean, a, a, someone of uh, the intelligence um, stature, the intelligence uh, agency stature, to say, yeah, there wasn't anything in there that would have materially helped uh, Al Qaeda. So um, the trial continues next week with arguments over defense motions to have seven of Manning's twenty-two counts dismissed. Okay. Doctors under contract with California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation sterilized nearly 150 female inmates from 2006 to 2010 without required state approval. Okay. We're doing that in California now. Okay. These 148 women received tubal ligations in violation of prison rules during those five years. Yeah. 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 Rick Perry. Oh, yeah. Announced that he will not run for re-election next year, creating the first open race for Texas governor. And it looks like Greg Abbott is the uh, anointed one. Okay. The attorney general there. So uh, we're going. He, he called, uh, what he called Perry? Uh, something something like my, uh, the best business climate in history was created. Oh, by right, him. right. Yeah, that's so what that's their good. claim to fame is, um, right? They're always, always talking about how, yeah, they've, they've basically eliminated uh, environmental and workplace rules and let people come in and basically do whatever they want. And this is, and most of the jobs, the jobs created in Texas are minimum, uh, minimum wage. And by the way, he looks like he's running for president again. That's, uh -huh. that's the other part of this announcement. The fact that he uh, is, is giving up the governorship in order to vote more, more time. business climate means lowest wages and slave-like conditions. Yes, that's yeah. what apparently yes, it means in, in this new, new world order. The Texas State House gave final approval to a bill that would ban abortion at 20 weeks post-fertilization, hinder access to the pill form of abortion, and shut down nearly all of the state's abortion clinics. The bill was blocked last month by a people's filibuster after state senator Wendy Davis stood and spoke for nearly 11 hours. That mm -hmm. was a filibuster. Mm -hmm. Governor Perry revived it, calling a second special legislative session, and now the bill heads back to the Texas State Senate. So it looks more likely to pass this time. Yeah. In North Carolina, state House Republicans rushed to quietly advance anti-choice restrictions by attaching them to a bill on motorcycle safely, safety without letting anyone know about it except their little core group. Some members of the North Carolina State House Committee were surprised by the move. New abortion, this new abortion bill is being heard in the committee that I'm on, and I didn't even know about it, said State Representative Sam Queen. You know, North Carolina has lost its mind. Uh -huh. they, they, and I think there are governors also under investigation for stealing a bunch of money as well. I love North Carolina. 
I have, I have relatives that live there. They told me not to go. By the way, I'm they the, said you wouldn't get along with people here. By the way, uh, I don't they, know what that would be. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure that that would. Yeah, I, I I'm get not, along I'm with not, people everywhere. Mike. You do. And you're amazing that way. I um, I wanted to just real quickly, real quickly uh, talk about a story that's gotten very little coverage. Maybe Nathan Callahan is covering it. I don't What's know. What's that? Nearly twenty nine thousand inmates in California state prisons have refused meals uh-huh. for the third Wednesday during a protest of, of prison conditions. They only res- refuse meals on Wednesdays. Yeah, that's the way it's starting up, but it appears that more and more there's something like um, on a uh, an, a more sustained hunger strike. This is sort of yeah. a a um, symbolic hunger, hunger strike for 29,000 inmates, yeah. which is a significant part of the population. That kind of sounds like Catholic Lent, you know. I'm uh, giving up chocolate. Okay, but doesn't it? Yeah, but this yeah. is this is the okay. Um, they've also prisoners, thousands of prisoners, also refused to attend work assignments for the third day. Okay, all right, uh, um, and. Um, it's just they're what they're protesting mainly is the conditions that they are uh, they they live in, but most um, it has to focused on um, solitary confinement. Yeah. yeah, solitary confinement has been pretty well documented. A sustained sol- solitary confinement over weeks, months, years is considered to be torture by by anyone well, who knows anything about. It's considered to make the person that's incarcerated, who presumably you're going to eventually send back into society, less able to be sent back into society. Yeah. yeah. And this is a widespread practice. This is not something that's isolated to a few hundred people in the state prison system. It happens to thousands of them, and they have said enough. Enough. Yeah. enough. You're creating mentally disturbed people right. by putting them in solitary confinement. I understand that right. you want to punish these people. And, in fact, you know, if you want Nathan to go down there with a cat of nine tails, I will do such a thing. <laughs> I will whip their fannies. <laughs> but, you know, solitary confinement? Yeah. No. That's, yeah. That's, that puts them alone with their thoughts too long, you know, and and then, they yeah, yeah thinking you nuts think yeah and and also california remains uh, overcrowded uh, it remains under some kind of a yeah. federal receivership even though they're they're making some strides in that in that uh, overcrowding condition it still remains a real big problem i got good prison news okay good prison news good. kentucky will not renew a contract with the private marion adjustment center when it expires uh, meaning that for the first time in nearly 30 years, Kentucky will soon be housing none of its inmates in privately run prisons. Really? Yeah. Oh. J. Michael Brown, the state justice and public safety secretary, said in a news release that the move will save the state about $2 million a year. Did you hear that? It will save. Save, yes. The, the idea that somehow outsourcing jobs in government is saving money is poppycock. That's right. I said it. Oh, poppycock. This kind of language. Yeah. Stop it. It's going to save $2 million a year for the state of Kentucky to not have privately run prisons. And uh, Mr. Brown credited a 2011 law and other steps taken by the state that reformed sentencing and increased drug treatment opportunities. So, in other words, you're going to save money if if you, instead of incarcerating drug users, you try you send them to a treatment center. Yeah, yeah. By the way, and, the, uh, go ahead and reform sa- sentencing too. Yeah, you just try and make it so you don't have a three strikes you're out type of atmosphere. The uh, prison industry, and I, I assume this also includes state prisons as well yeah. as private pris- prisons in this country, is a fifty billion dollar a year enterprise. Really? Mm-hmm. That's crazy talk, Mike. 
I don't know if I believe you. Well, you should. <laughs> Whoa, what was that? <laughs> Mahler, I didn't know you were sitting here the whole time. He had his, he had his chin right What did you do? Did you step on here. his tail or something? No, or what no, happened? I don't, it I don't sounded, think that was so. a weird. Wow. Yeah. What is it, boy? What, what is what, he doing? What, what happened there anyway? Yeah, he's been quiet. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there yeah, he is. Yeah, there he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, George Zimmerman, you got some closing arguments oh, going yeah. on now. Yeah. And yeah, I know. That's uh, Tray- Trayvon Martin uh, murder. There's been all sorts of stuff going on. I have a feeling that he's going to, because they don't have enough evidence, and it seems like they don't. They don't truly have enough evidence to, to convict him. Since. Oh, yeah, okay, just go ahead. You know, it's. It's not a. It's not a. Uh, I know. In it's, court, yeah, the evidence doesn't seem to be enough to convict Zimmerman. That's that is, I, I yeah. think, a commonly held perspective, and yeah. I understand why. That the, I don't know if I agree with that. Right. But yeah. I'm just going to say about this. It seems like Trayvon Martin is the one who's more, more prominently featured in being on trial in this in this case yeah. than I think it, it's it's appropriate. And the second thing, and this is my. Grand take on this whole thing. Wow. That is, the 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 minute that that George Zimmerman stepped out of the car after he was told by the police to not follow. Yeah, that's the thing that everything that happened me. after that, whether or not yeah. Trayvon Martin got on top of him, was beating the crap out of him, all the rest of it, he got out of that car armed. After the police told him not to get out of that car, everything yep. after that seems like to me seems like it's his responsibility for what happened. Okay, that's right it. on. All right. Uh, biologists determined that male hawk moths ward off predators through the ultrasonic jiggling of their genitals. That's crazy, man. What? Biologists you, you determined that You can make your genitalia male, jiggle? Ultrasonically. Or, oh, okay. Male hawk moths. They look like hawks. Yeah. They're male, and they're a moth. Uh, and uh. they jiggle their genitals ultrasonically. Well, it gives me something to shoot for. To, yeah. ward, to ward off yeah. their predators. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on that. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Say, well, if, that, if you were doing that, I'd be backing off. <laughs> Students primed with unconscious thoughts of death were found to write funnier New Yorker cartoon captions. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, a good, that's good to know. Yeah. Threaten, and, and finally? Yes, finally. And finally? Uh, wealthy residents. Then they'd be adults of South China's Shenzhen City mm-hmm. are h- hiring wet nurses to drink breast milk. To drink breast milk. Well, they hire wet nurses and they drink their breast milk. Uh-huh. In other words, these wealthy residents are suckling. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Have provoked, provoked disgust and outrage over the Chinese Internet with thousands lashing out at this latest game of people who came to wealth overnight. Shame on them. So... Older, pe- wealthy people are wealthy doing people this are in doing order to what? Is this a fountain of youth or something? Is the wet they... nurses are provided by an agency which scouts for poor women who have recently given birth. Right. And it's supposedly good for your health. I yeah, think, I assume China. that's or, a guy. That's I hope so. promoting it. Yeah. That's well, one, I don't know. That's imagine, one weird can you fetish. Being... I gotta, what, what's that? Go ahead. Well, say, if you were an older gentleman in China. Mm-hmm. And you heard that it was healthy to suckle off the nipples of a of a young lady. Yeah. Okay. Is yeah. that actually true? 
Do we have any scientific evidence, or is this more I imagine it would perk perk you up a little bit. I I don't know that actually milk would do you any good. I was going to say, I can understand why the act of doing that would perk you up, but I'm not sure I... Yeah, yeah. And these are poor women making some extra money on the side. I don't know how... How disgusting that is to anybody. I just I pass along the new mothers. The new mothers offer their services for a few days to weeks in a month with prices varying from two thousand to four thousand dollars. Perverts. Excuse me. People become perverts, (laughs) wrote a user of the microblogging service. So now Weeboo. People become perverts when they are too rich. (laughs) 